Hey, once again, folks, this is Brian Bledsoe, host of the Desert Farmer Podcast, doing a back-to-back here. Did one for you yesterday. Feel it's significant to get back on here today and kind of walk you through what this major winter storm is going to look like as it makes its way out of Colorado and across the midsection of the country uh, over the next 48 hours or so. And uh, There have been a few tweaks to the overall forecast on what to expect with this thing, but I'm going to give you kind of the quick and dirty about what we think is going to happen going forward with this. So a few uh, important highlights lights, okay, in terms of uh, winter weather alerts, advisories, warnings, and whatnot. And these haven't changed a whole lot since yesterday. It's just that we're getting closer. So the National Weather Service offices have been putting out uh, a lot of information this morning. So uh, right now, I think some of the more uh, significant uh, weather that's going to happen with this storm, at least in eastern Colorado. Okay, I want to start with eastern Colorado first. We've got a winter storm watch that runs across the Palmer Divide that essentially runs from about Castle Rock, dips down to Monument across northern El Paso County, Peyton, Calhan, northward for Elizabeth and Elbert, and extending eastward out toward Lyman. Okay, that winter storm watch simply means that we know there's going to be wind there. There's potential for some snow to be with that wind. And we have to kind of wait and see how this thing plays out. I think that uh, kind of indicates less confidence in the combination of snow and wind for that particular area with that storm. Now, if you drop southward from Colorado Springs to Pueblo, eastward out toward Pumpkin Center, Carvel, southward Ordway, uh, Sugar City, Lahana, back to the west toward Fowler, that area right there probably isn't going to see much snow at all. It's basically going to be a real strong wind event with wind gusts on the order of about 50 to 70 miles per hour in that area. But if you go just east of there, okay, I'm talking specifically to you folks uh, in uh, Kit Carson, Cheyenne County, Kiowa County, down through Eads, Lamar, all the way down towards Springfield. Those border counties right next to Kansas are at least on the table to pick up some accumulating snow with the really strong wind to possibly produce blizzard conditions. So if you live in Kit Carson and Shine Wells, you are under a blizzard warning for tomorrow and into tomorrow evening. If you live in Eads, Lamar, uh, and those places, I think probably there's little less certainty that you could see a blizzard there. But I am confident that once you get east of an Eads to Lamar line, uh, the combination of snow and wind will be significant enough that there'll be blizzard conditions. Blizzard warning up. Trinidad, Kim, Walsh, Springfield, those areas, real confident you're going to see blizzard conditions. Now, if we dip eastward into Kansas, okay, I really have thought all along that Kansas was going to bear the brunt of this storm. And right now, I think on a on the order of, say, a liberal the Dodge City line northwestward, I think that's where the worst of this weather is going to happen. I'm talking to folks in uh, Johnson, Ulysses, Garden City, Scott City, Tribune, uh, all the way up eastward toward Hayes, uh, folks in Goodland, Colby, Hoxie, uh, those locations, you are under a blizzard warning with the combination of snow and wind that in that area is likely going to be significant enough to cause some really big problems, okay? So uh, the that area, I think, is of great concern in terms of not only snarling travel, but also having a huge impact in terms of blowing and drifting snow uh, with the amount of snow that those locations could possibly see. Now, uh, if you drop southward into the Oklahoma Panhandle, uh, the parts of the Oklahoma Panhandle, especially the western part of the Panhandle, places like Guymon, Boyce City, westward, even into Clayton, you're also under a blizzard warning. Dalhart under a blizzard warning. Dumas under a blizzard warning as well. Farther south, 
Probably not as much snow at all, like Amarillo, just simply underneath a, um, uh, a high, what will it be, a high wind warning. But um, those areas that I mentioned are going to be under that blizzard warning, uh, especially tomorrow into tomorrow afternoon. So those locations, you definitely need to be prepared for. Probably not as much snow as your northern neighbors, but certainly a lot of wind to go along with that snow. If you have cattle, okay, or any type of livestock and you live in those high impact areas that I mentioned, you got to make sure that they're taken care of. You, you know, obviously hay, water, some shelter, even if it's getting them behind a windbreak and you don't take them to the barn, whatever your blizzard warning plan is, okay, for significant weather like this, you need to pay attention and you need to take this thing seriously because this is the strongest storm we've had so far this winter. It's the most organized and it definitely has the potential to produce a very high combination or trifecta of not only wind, cold temperatures. This is going to be a cold storm, but also some significant snow uh, for those areas. There are some things to talk about with this storm in terms of track. And I've been I've been watching and hammering about this all morning because the there are some differences with exactly where the main center of low pressure, upper level low pressure develops. I think by early tomorrow morning, uh, some of the more reliable computer models right now have it centered around Clayton, New Mexico, and then it jogs its way eastward across the panhandles and then eventually ends up over west-central portions of Oklahoma by tomorrow evening. So uh, there's there's enough confidence in that particular track uh, to raise the blizzard alarm, certainly, like what I've been doing now for the past several days, and will continue to do so uh, because of the, the, the look of this storm in terms of significant weather. Now, if the center of that low track wobbles just even about 50 miles, okay, you're going to change the impact in terms of where the more significant snow falls. And I think with these storms, they are always tough to pin down. We can kind of get the generalities, if you will, of what the track is going to be. But as we get into the storm, we have to really babysit the little shifts and intricacies with how these storms move and, and uh, basically adjust uh, the forecast to how they are moving. But if you butt up next to those areas that I talked about where the most significant combination of snow and wind is going to reside, I would still just simply be prepared. All right. Because if it moves even just a little bit one way or another, you're going to have to pay attention to that. So, um, those, those are my main messages with this initial storm. Now, this storm is going to impact Two major interstates, that's I-80 in Nebraska, where they're going to see a significant amount of snow across parts of southern and uh, eastern Nebraska, but also I-70 all the way across Kansas. I would expect I-80 and I-70 to be shut down uh, during the later portion of tomorrow into tomorrow night. And again, that would be Monday afternoon and into Monday night as the storm makes its way eastward and really ramps up with the snow and the wind. Um, so if you have travel planned in those locations, you're going to have to be really careful and have a plan B on how you're going to map things out because they're going to have some problems on both of those interstates for, for about the next, you know, once we get into the storm, probably about, you know, 36 hours after this thing finally gets out of here. Now, what lies beyond this storm? Well, that one will get east across Missouri on Tuesday and then back behind it, we have another storm system that's going to make its way out of the Rockies uh, and cruise uh, basically in a little different fashion, a little lesser impact uh, by later this week. But the energy ejects out of the Southern Plains uh, on Thursday night, uh, and that will likely bring, actually probably more like Thursday afternoon, uh, there will be snow that develops across Northeast Colorado, Southwest Nebraska, Northwest Kansas again, 
and then it dips its way farther east. So that one might have a little bit more of an impact farther north, but the 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 wind with that uh, is still going to be enough to where it'll probably cause some blowing and drifting snow again uh, across southern Nebraska and a large part of Kansas, and then again maybe into even into east and northeast Colorado. We'll have to see how that plays out with that storm. But the temperatures behind that thing are are going to be cold. That is Arctic air. In fact, on Thursday, most of us across southwest Nebraska, eastern Colorado, western Kansas, you're not going to make it out of the teens and 20s. So the snow that occurs with that is going to be fluffier than this initial storm. Okay, so something to watch there. And then we get a little bit of a break. Okay, Friday, Friday for the most part looks okay. All right, farther to the west. And then a slice of Arctic air starts to drop southward on Friday night and into Saturday. And this is going to be likely the coldest air by far of the season that sets in across the western high plains uh, next weekend and into about, uh, which would be a week from now, and into about the, the 7 to 10 day time frame where there will be some times where uh, during the day, probably next Sunday, where much of the western high plains ha uh, actually struggles to make it above zero. And that will really be the case on top of the deeper snowpack, okay? So some of the stuff that I'm looking at next Sunday, midday, across northeast Colorado, southwest Nebraska, western Kansas, uh, your high temperatures likely are going to be in the single digits below zero. And then nighttime lows would likely be in the teens and 20s below zero across certain parts of the area. So uh, the you got to prepare for the snow and the wind with this first storm, a little reinforcing shot later this upcoming week, again, as I said, on Thursday and then the Thursday night, and then you really need to be prepared for some significant cold air coming up next weekend and um, about, nine to, uh, about nine days from now that will continue into, you know, next, uh, not this upcoming week, but the following week, okay, uh, right there around, say, the, the, you know, 13th through the 16th. Uh, time frame in terms of snow with that arctic air uh, that comes through next uh you know next weekend it looks to me like at least for right now that the the worst of that would probably favor you know eastern colorado possibly western kansas but i i wouldn't even take some some snow uh off the table down across parts of texas and oklahoma that that push of arctic air as i said between the 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 13th and the 16th is going to bring a big uh, a lot of winter, even into the southern plains across Oklahoma and even into Texas, might have some icing issues down there. Certainly, some snow and and some really cold air. So, um, a lot to talk about, folks, going forward. Really, over the next uh, seven to ten days, there is going to be some significant winter weather uh, across the the plain states, and I think we all just simply need to be prepared for it. Like I said yesterday, so I don't want to take up any more of your time here on your Sunday, but I wanted to chime in here with you again. And for those of you that have been frequenting us here on the Desert Farmer Podcast, uh, I really appreciate it. Always hit a feedback if you like the the podcast here. Uh, smash those those stars on Spotify. Let me know what you think about that, and then uh, you know we'll uh, we'll get through this. We always do. You know, we just have to be prepared for it because the shock of this winter uh, pattern, wintry pattern that's coming up over the next 10 days will be in stark contrast to what we've dealt with most of this winter. Have a great rest of your Sunday, folks. Stay safe, and uh, we'll be chatting with you soon again right here on the Desert Farmer Podcast. Be well.